Hey ladies, you're now listening to the Mature Podcast, where we talk all things grief, healing, and walking into our purpose after grief or trauma. I'm your host, Christicia Stormy. Let's get into it. Hey ladies, it's your host, Christicia Stormy, and welcome back to episode four. And today we will discuss how to cope with grief, just in general. And the reason that I want to touch on this subject today, which is June 30th, 2022, is because tomorrow is a very, very hard, sentimental, and special all-in-one day for me. Tomorrow will be my brother's 36th birthday and also the third death, the third anniversary of his death. I'm sorry. And I just want to speak on the emotional roller coaster that I've been on for the past two months. Um, at first, I wasn't really sure why every day I felt a different emotion. For the past couple of months, like one minute I'm hurt, one minute I'm happy, one minute I'm sad. And it was just like a flood of emotion that I just didn't understand. Someone could just say something simple to me like... um, I don't know, for example, someone could say, hey, you need to get your hair done, for example. And I would just break out crying like it hurt me so bad. And for some reason, I I don't know why lately I have been so sensitive. And for the life of me, I I just couldn't figure it out because I'm a very strong-minded, alpha-female type of person. And a lot of things really don't upset me or hurt my feelings or make me feel any type of way. But lately... It's like everything just hurts. If I listen to certain types of music, it will hurt. The more I listen to gospel music, I cry. Um, If I see certain things on TV, I cry. If I start to see um, people on social media post about their siblings, I cry. And the more I thought about it, I realized I was like, I'm very emotionally tender at this moment. And the reason I'm feeling like this is because I'm coming up on a day that I haven't yet healed from. Now, don't get me wrong. I've made it to stage five in my grief, which is acceptance. But of course, we all know with grief, we don't really truly heal. We just learn how to deal with the grief. We just learn how to make life easier living with grief. And so I decided to just take a step back and a few days I spent alone by myself. Um, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do too much of anything. Um, I spent time with me. I I loved on me. You know, I watched all my favorite shows, which one of my favorite is Girlfriends and I got it on repeat. (laughs) And I just laid in the bed and just spent time with me. I may have strolled social media here and there, but um, I wasn't as active on social media. I wasn't posting regularly like I normally do. Um, I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I wasn't doing too much of anything. I just really spent time with myself outside of, of course, my normal wifely and motherly duties. Um, I, I got in my Bible a little more. Um, I talked to myself a lot. I, I talked to me. I just really spent time with me, Um, and that really helped me. That's when I realized why I was so emotional, because like I said, I tuned into me and really assessed myself and figured out what my issues was, what my problem was, 
And then I decided, okay, it's enough of me time. Now I'm going to get too lonely. But then when I start answering myself when I talk, then we're going to have a problem. So I decided to take a trip. Um, I went to Niagara Falls with a few of my girlfriends. And I had the time of my life. Because now, I, now that I understood why I was so emotional, I was able to control it. Right. Um, that that alone time, those few days that I took just to learn myself over again, just to care for myself, just to love myself. Those few days, it allowed me to take control of those emotions again. And that's why I always say in the grieving process, take that time and be alone. And I know it's hard to say because a lot of us don't like to be alone when we're grieving because, of course, it makes you think about the trauma or the tragedy that happened. Of course it does. But alone time is essential. It's necessary. It's needed. You have to you have to, to get that alone time just to meditate, just to pray, just to just to get back to you, just to care for you, to 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 understand what you're feeling, why you're feeling, and eventually how to help yourself get through those feelings. And so, like I said, once I was done, basically, you know, understanding what I was going through and doing the things that I was doing, I took a trip. I um, went out with some girlfriends. We went to Niagara Falls, and it was beautiful. And at Niagara Falls, I saw a rainbow. And, of course, as soon as I saw the rainbow, I thought about my brother. And I just smiled because I felt like that was him saying, hey, sis, I'm here, too. I'm enjoying this, too. And then two days later, I got home and I was driving. And on my way home, there was a rainbow right in front of me. And I mean, it wasn't like a rainbow that was far, far away. It was a vibrant rainbow right in front of me. Like it was right there. You you couldn't miss it. And I said, you know. I'm not even the type of person that looks for rainbows. I'm not the type of person that gets excited when I see rainbows. I see, you know, rainbow is a rainbow. You know, once you get older, that kind of stuff, you know. Some of us, it excites us. Some of us, it don't. And I'm one of the type of people that doesn't excite me. But to see another rainbow, and they're so bright and vibrant and right dead smack in my face, was confirmation for me that he is with me. My brother's here every step of the way. And he's going to stay with me. And he's letting me know, although my birthday and death anniversary is coming up, I still got you, sis. You're still good. I'm still here. And so for me, I think I really needed that. Had I not spent that alone time, those rainbows would have broke me. Those rainbows would have crushed me. I would. It probably would have had a different effect on me that it did. But because I did have that alone time and I did get to understand each emotion I was feeling and why I was feeling those emotions, I was able to control them and and refocus those emotions into more positive things and, and not feel so sad and so depressed and so helpless. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the pain is still there. The hurt is still there. Like I've said countless times before, when I lost my brother, honestly, it felt like my soul was ripped out of me. But now, although I still can say I feel that way, it doesn't hurt as bad because I keep getting confirmation that he's here. Just because he's not here in the flesh doesn't mean he's still not here in spirit. And so I just want you guys to understand that coping with grief 
may not be easy, but there's a lot of different ways you can do so. But one of the main ways is definitely spending it a long time with yourself. And I would really advise you all to try that first. Try to try to spend that alone time with yourself first before you try anything else. So that way, like I said, you can understand it. Maybe you can read up on grief and you can read up on the different uh, the five stages and understand each stage. And then you'll start to understand each emotion and you'll be able to control these emotions. And then try, you know, hanging out with family, hanging out with friends. After you have that alone time. So that way you'll be able to control those emotions a little more. And better than what you've done before you had that alone time. And also another great thing to do is hobbies. Whatever it is that you like to do. Whatever it is that gives you peace. Try that. For me, I love shopping. And I love decorating my house. So a lot of times I... I go to Hobby Lobby. I try to go to Hobby Lobby like two or three times a week, to be honest, because that's it's my happy place. I'm in there whether I'm going to buy something or not. It's my happy place. I love going in, finding different things. And if you know Hobby Lobby, like I know Hobby Lobby, there's always a sale on something. So I do that. Also, I'm very crafty. I love to make um, epoxy cups. I love to make customized T-shirts. And so when I'm having a bad day or if I'm stressed or if something's bothering me or if I can't shake grief that day, I'll pull out, um, I'll go in the garage and I'll do crafts. I'll either make a t-shirt, um, I'll make a cup or just anything. I'll redecorate the room or rearrange the room or, or spray paint something and change the colors or something just to occupy my mind, just to exercise my mind and my thoughts and to just kind of balance out the grief. We don't really want to say to forget about the grief because you'll never forget it, but doing something else, occupying your mind, keeping yourself busy, it'll help balance out, you know, what you're feeling and what you're going through. Also, I'm not sure, um, I really don't want to too much talk about religion on the podcast because religion is very diverse and I don't want to offend anyone and I don't want to confuse anyone and I don't want anyone to feel as though I'm swaying them in any type of direction. But um, if you are Christian, because that's what I am, so that's what I can relate to. So just bear with me while I say this. If you are Christian, get in your Bible. Talk to God. Pray. No lie. The more I talk to God about any situation, the better I feel. Um, I watched the movie, and I believe the name of the movie was War Room. And that's, that's where I learned about a prayer closet. And honestly, I don't have just a closet just for prayer I use my walk-in clothing closet in my room and I'll go in my room I'll close the door and I'll put my phone on a gospel station and I'll play the music and before I even pray tears will come out because I know that I'm starting to release the pressure the pain the hurt the sorrow whatever negative feelings that I'm feeling Before I even start praying, I cry because I'm starting to release it because I know once I get into it and once I go to praying and once I go to talking to God, a heavy burden will be lifted off my shoulder. 
And no lie, once you're done and you get up and you wipe those tears and you walk out of that room, out of that closet or wherever it is that you decide to do this, you will feel so light. It'll feel like literally like a ton of bricks has been lifted off your shoulder. It'll feel like you're a whole new person, like really a conqueror. Like you can defeat the whole world by yourself. That's the power of prayer. And you have to be connected to God or whatever God you serve. You have to be connected spiritually in order to really defeat the sadness and the sorrow of grief. You can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. And another thing that I do to cope with grief is any time that I go back to my hometown to visit my mom, I stopped by my brother's grave site. And I know a lot of people aren't strong enough to do that. And I'm not saying that this is something you have to do. I'm not saying that it's a necessity. But I'm saying this is what I do. I I go and I sit with him for a while. And I I talk to him. You know, I I pull the little weeds around the tombstone. Um, My mom always go and get the artificial flowers from the store. And she put the flowers on the grave. And so, you know, if they're like falling or messed up, you know, I'll fix them up, make sure they're nice. I like I say, and I just talk to them. And, you know, if I if I'm like in a limbo with something, if I'm trying to decide on something, I literally sit there and I talk to him like he's talking back to me. And I, and I say, hey, I need help with this. What do you think about this? What, what about this? Or I tell him something that my kids have done because... He, everything my kids did was funny to him. He would crack up laughing at all the things they do. For some reason, my children don't like his entertainment. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just sit there and I'll say, you know what your niece did today? Let me tell you about your nephew. And, you know, I, that really makes me feel like he's right there with me. And that soothes me. It, it, it just, how can I explain it? It just, it relaxes me. It gives me peace. Although I can't see him and I can't touch him and I can't hear his voice talk back to me, I know that he's there. So, um, there, like I said, there's so many different ways that we can cope. There are so many different things that we can do. You, If you get to the point where nothing is working, where absolutely nothing is working, I encourage you. And anyone else that you you know that are dealing with grief that can't shake it, to consider grief counseling. Me myself, I didn't do it, um, and there's a good reason. I promise. <laughs> um, my mom and my daughter they started grief counseling. My brother died of 2019. They started grief counseling, and at first I was fighting myself. Of course, um, I know the first thing in grief counseling you have to talk about the situation you have to talk about the trauma you have to talk about the tragedy you have to get it out right and I I don't think I kept telling myself no let me say I don't think I kept telling myself I wasn't ready to do that I wasn't ready to let it out I wasn't ready to talk about it so I fought with it <laughs> as soon as I decided that hey I'm ready for counseling COVID hit and everything closed down and hey now I can't go to counseling but um that's when I decided to actually start researching grief. Um, I got books about grief. I, I um, got on YouTube. I Googled. And 
I that's when I learned about the five stages of grief because just like a lot of you all, I didn't know there were five stages of grief. But I did educate myself on this to um, try to figure out how I can make myself feel better, right? Um, but like I say, if you're at a point where nothing that you're doing personally is helping you, if you feel as though you're stuck and you're trying to get past something and you can't, I strongly suggest you try grief counseling. Um, a lot of people don't think counseling is necessary. They don't see therapy as something that works, but trust me, it works. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Listen, you are the greatest project that you will ever work on. No one is going to love you like you love you. No one is going to take care of you like you take care of you. And if counseling is what you need, if therapy is what you think you need to get yourself together, baby, do it. It's, it's healing season, okay? We, we, we have to heal. We have to be there for ourselves. We have to stand up and show up for ourselves if no one else does. And if you need any other tips on coping with grief, if you need to talk to someone just to have a little venting session, I'm here. You can check my website at www.christiciastormy.com and I will be more than happy to help you and heal with you. So until next time, take care of you. Thank you.